The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. us thy possession which thou hast given to us Lord our God how we worship thee thou art mighty thou art just the Lord is good the Lord is good his mercy endureth forever the Lord is good the Lord is good his mercy battle ye shall not need to fight stand and see the Lord's salvation set yourself stand upright do not be afraid go out against them I bowed myself in worship of my Lord now stand up and praise our God and shout with a loud loud voice the Lord is His mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. The word of the Lord to the people is believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established believe his prophets so shall you prosper God's appointing those of his people appointed singers unto the Lord the beauty of holiness they should praise to go before the army of the Lord and say the Lord is good the Lord is good his mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy Hello, this is David Engels. You're listening to the Hour of Anointing. From 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7, I read, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, 
that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. On the Hour of Anointing today, we're going to be talking about the living word and about who is our healer. Peter says, I perceive of a truth, God is no respecter of persons. Which we could make the statement then after that, the father has no favorites. But I got to thinking about my father and I thought, well, no, my father has all favorites. Every person born into God's family has the same redemption. We've studied along this line some on the hour of anointing. We found out that we've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Satan was conquered for me, for you personally. And we can say he was delivered up on the account of my trespasses. He was raised for my justification. And now we can say this, that Jesus declares that whatever I ask in his name, he will give it to me. So fearlessly, I take my place, I lay my hands upon a loved one who is sick, and I can say and do say in the name of Jesus, disease, leave this body. Demon, leave this body and go off into hell where you belong. Don't you ever touch this loved one of mine again. Christ said to me, and he said to you, if we belong to his family, that is, that they who believe should lay hands on the sick, and the sick should recover. In my name shall they cast out demons. He said this to me. He said it to you. Let's accept it at its face value. Act upon it because he said it to me. He said it to you. The Father has all favorites. Remember our scripture, Second Corinthians 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Yes, we have the use of the name of Jesus. Each one of us has a right to the authority invested in that name to deliver people from the dominion of Satan and to keep ourselves free from his dominion, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. The Father has no favorites, and yet the Father has all favorites. The closer my fellowship is with the Father, the sweeter and richer my life will be. Now, here's a poem that the Lord gave to me after studying along this line. The closer I fellowship with my sweet Father, the richer my life will be. He gave his best that I should be blessed, which makes worship easy for me. It is his pleasure, it is his heart, to give all his kingdom to me. The closer I fellowship with my sweet father, the richer my life will be. You know, the problem in healing is a problem of the integrity of the word of God. Many have never recognized it, but the word of God, the word is the healer. God, in Christ, wrought a perfect redemption. In that redemption, there is perfect healing for every believer. But because of lack of knowledge of the word, believers everywhere are sick. Psalm 107, verse 20, illustrates this. He sent his word and healed them. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word of God was with God, and the word was God. In the 14th verse... It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That Word he sent, and that is his Word. He had sent it, his spoken Word, 
He sent it through his prophets. The living word was made flesh. Now God unveils the life-giving word in the Gospels and in the Epistles. John 6, 63, Hebrews 4, 12. The words that I have spoken unto you are spirit, and they are life. For the Logos of God is a living thing, active and more cutting than any sword with a double edge, penetrating to the very division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and conceptions of the heart. The Word becomes a living thing only as we act upon it. The Word is God speaking. It's always a present tense fact. You might say that the Word is always now, just as God is always now. The Word is a part of God Himself. God and His Word are one, just as you and your Word are one, and the Word in the name of Jesus. This is the treasure that we have in these earthen vessels. Our bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost. We could say the temple of the Word also. We could say that. The Word is the will of our Father, just as Jesus, the Word, was made flesh, was the will of the Father during his earthly ministry. What God says is, what God says will become, had he not wanted it to be, he would not have said it. You can depend upon his word with every confidence. You have depended upon institutions. You've depended upon men. Institutions may fail. Individuals may die. Nations may disintegrate. But God cannot deny himself. Behind the word is the integrity of God. God and his word are one. Not only is his integrity behind the word, but his very throne is involved in his word. Hebrews 7.22 tells us that Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. By so much also hath Jesus become the surety of a better covenant. He is back of every word from Matthew to Revelation. Every word was God-breathed. The throne upon which Jesus is seated is back of every word. David said, Have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee? There must be a clear distinction in our minds between believing and mental assent. Believing the word is acting like the word is true. Acting on the word. Mental assent is acknowledging the truthfulness of the word of God, the integrity of the word, but never acting like it's true, never acting upon it. Mental assent is standing outside the bakery and wishing for the cake in the window. It is not possessing the cake. <laughs> it just looks and says, how good that would be. Hope is not faith. It is not believing. Hope is always living in the future. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11, now faith is. It is not passive. Passive or passivity lies quietly without action, one writer said, without choice of inert or inertion or motion. Believing is motion or acting on the word. Believing the word is not only recognizing its truthfulness, but it is taking it in to be our very own right now. Not sometime in the future, but I receive, I act on the word right now. To act on God's word is to do his will and to act in his will. It's honored by our acting on the word. God is honored in that. 
He's dishonored by our mentally assenting to its truthfulness, by our hoping that it will become true sometime, and by our passivity that lies quietly rejoicing in the word, but has no part in it. The word of God says, He that believeth hath. If you believe, you have. His name is glorified by our acting on the word. We have his word. We have the name of Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of this. Think of it today. In that very temple, your body, I'm talking about your body, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The name of Jesus and the word of God. Let's use it today. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.